This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 457 of the Stable Scoop Show. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Horselovers.com and Dr. Rose's Remedies. Our fascinating story this week is about overcoming serious adversity to live an amazing life. You will have the pleasure of meeting Carol Fletcher. Plus, the Horselovers.com product review is the Troxel Spirit Helmet. Listen in. You're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show, where host Glenn and Helena guide you through some of the horse world's most fascinating stories. Owning and loving horses means there's always a story to tell. It may be funny, exciting, or inspiring, but it will almost always be fascinating. Join us for The Scoop each week as we tap into the stories that are woven into everything we do, at the barn, at home, and everywhere in between. This is Glenn Geek. And this is Denise Raymond, and you're listening to The Stable Scoop Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on Stable Scoop this week. And we have Denise, our guest wrangler, filling in for Helena this week. Hi, Denise. Hello, Glenn. Thank what you. happened to Helena this week? She's on the injured reserve list. Apparently, she hurt her back over the weekend, and she's at the doctor's right now. So it's the only time she could get her doctor's appointment and uh, having sciatica and dealing with that for a while here, (laughs) I can understand what she's going through, actually. Um, So she's trying to get fixed up so that she can join us again next week. And she was sorry she could not be here, but I'm glad you could fill in at the last minute. Of course. I always enjoy chatting with you, Glenn. Denise says uh, she's become our fill-in person on uh, Horses in the Morning and uh, now Stable Scoop. You're just moving your way around the shows. Pretty soon we'll have you doing the dressage show. Well, that'll be interesting since I know almost <laughs> nothing about dressage, but um, maybe yes, I would learn something. It's hard to do. You know, well, there is Western dressage now. You could do that in your Western saddle. <laughs> um, that Denise, is true. Denise is also our guest wrangler. She is the one that over the last well, six months, maybe? Has it been longer than that? Uh, longer than uh, You know, Glenn, I've almost got an anniversary coming up. Really? Yeah, it, I started in June last year. Wow, it doesn't say what time flies. You believe it? Time flies. Well, Denise helps us wrangle guests, and a lot of the guests you hear on the, on the different shows, uh, Denise has set up and, and booked, so it's uh, taken a lot off of Jennifer and I's plate, and we appreciate that. And, you know, and we, I've learned to be a relentless stalker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and actually, you've done that for other companies now, too, after you started with us, so you've become a full-time stalker, a professional yes, stalker. <laughs> uh, so it... Uh, it's interesting because we started the new format uh, last week. We announced it, and we started the new talking about fascinating stories. We have a new logo. We have a new opener, which you just heard. And the reaction from the first week was really good. People seemed to like it. And I kind of like the fact that we are we get to delve a little bit deeper into people's fascinating stories. And you have booked one that a person that you know today, and I know you've been waiting to book, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But what a fascinating story. I think everybody's going to want to hear today's guest because uh, there. I believe so too. You know her, so you're you're going to be able to shed a little light on it that uh, Helena and I wouldn't. So that I'm glad you're actually here for this particular guest. And then coming on later in the show, we got Jessica, and she's going to be stopping by with a Troxel Spirit helmet or spirit training helmet update, and giving us a review of that as well. One thing we haven't talked about in a while is our auditors. We have a lot of new auditors coming in. Thank you to all the new auditors. And if you're 
you know, if you want to support the Horse Radio Network and feel like you really enjoy the shows and want to give a little back, then hop on over to StableScoop.com. There's an auditor link there. For as little as a dollar a month, you too can become an auditor, a dollar to $25 a month you pick. And you get to access to our auditor page, to the blooper reels, although there's less of those nowadays. But you also get access. Yeah, we don't have as many because all the hosts now know we're doing blooper reels and they're all more careful. So we don't have as many as we used to. And then, and Helena and I used to do most of them, but finally, after nine years, we're starting to get it down. So we don't have as many as we used to. It took you long enough. I know. (laughs) I know. So we, if you want to become an auditor, what happens is half of the money that we get in every month. uh, from the auditors gets divided up amongst what we call our full-time hosts or shows that are owned by the Horse Radio Network. Reese and Philip and Helena and Jamie, uh, 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 you know, get to split that those dollars. So it, they get a they get a raise every time new auditors join up. And believe me, they truly appreciate that extra money because none of us makes a lot of money doing this. So, and then the other half goes to operating expenses here. The bigger we get, the more our operating expenses are. So you truly are giving back. And if you feel like you would like to be part of that and part of the amazing auditor room, which is just unbelievable, uh, you can uh, just head over to staplescoop.com and click on the auditor banner right there. You know, there was a, a wonderful post, and I wanted to give her some credit, and I'm, I'm sure you saw it in the auditor room. It's my wife's birthday. It's Coach Jen's birthday today. And Happy birthday. Yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's <laughs> actually working this afternoon, and she was going to ride, except her horse got kicked by my pony and can't ride right now. Oh, what yeah. a shame. I know. My pony's a meanie. Uh, so, I hope you're going to take her out to dinner tonight. Uh, yes, we are going to do that because she, we can do that. We don't need to ride the horse. But I wanted to thank Mo Meyer, who came down and actually saw the premiere of the Messengers movie with me in Miami over the weekend. But she did the most amazing post about Jennifer and uh, about how special she is to the listeners. Because Jennifer's kind of in the background a lot and doesn't get a lot of love. But when I asked Mo over the weekend down in Miami in Little Havana what her favorite show was, she said horse tip daily and i said well that's interesting because i hear that from a lot of people yet jennifer doesn't think any you know that you know there's nothing special about it she just does the show and because she's very humble you know her she you know she's kind of humble that way it's very bite-sized it's a it's great i mean it's it's like you can just take just the meat of the conversation and that's horse tip daily and she also makes it understandable for everybody, which I think is a big yes. difference. You know, a lot of times when you get into these tips, they can go way over people's heads. So she kind of takes that and makes it into an understandable thing. And Mo wrote this, ten, the 10 reasons why we all love Coach Jen. And I, by the way, it made me cry a little, and I know it made her cry a little bit. It was I, beautiful. It was. It was absolutely beautiful. So, Mo, thank you so much. I, uh, I appreciate it. I know Jennifer does, and I think the rest of the auditors did, too. Well, let's get on with the show. What do you say we talk to our guest right after this word from Uncle Jimmy's? Hello, folks. Uncle Jimmy here, and welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy brand products, where funny names mean serious products. Featuring Uncle Jimmy Squeezy Buns, the squeezably soft hand treat that your horse will love, the award-winning Uncle Jimmy's Hangin' Balls, Uncle Jimmy's Sugar-Free Ball, the incredible Licky Thing, also in Sugar-Free, the amazing Uncle Jimmy's Pecker Wrecker, and the Big Licky. The infamous Uncle Jimmy Hangin' Ball was first designed by me for my own horses to help reduce the bad habits which come from stall boredom. 
It now can be found around the world. This nutritious flavored filled boredom buster will help keep your horses occupied and happy around the clock. Properly hung, it will last for weeks, provided you don't let your horse pin it, and Uncle Jimmy knows who you are. The ball comes in four flavors, apple, carrot, peppermint, molasses, and now sugar-free. Once again, welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy's brand products, where funny names mean serious products, and satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. Today's fascinating person didn't let the events of 1975 rule her life. Now, in 2017, she's a famous trick trainer, lady rainer, and a philanthropist. We welcome to the show, Carol Fletcher. Well, hi, Carol. Welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. We appreciate you being here. Yes, thank you for asking me. You live right down the road. You could have come into the studio and done it. <laughs> you, live, uh-huh. you live about 10 miles <laughs> yes, from us. Yes, you could. So, oh, that's pretty close. <laughs> now, Carol, let's go back in time. Let's go back to the 1970s. Um, and you were a teacher back then, is from what I understand. Yes, that's correct. I, I was uh, teaching school. I was uh, 28 years old. I was divorced, no children. Um, but I had a horse, a motorcycle, and uh, my whole future uh, career as a teacher ahead of me. And what did you teach? Uh, I taught English as a second language to uh, mostly to Cuban uh, people. Wow, that was before the that was that you could make a lot of money doing that now. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yes, especially in Florida, we we called where I was in New Jersey. We called it uh, you know Havana, little Havana of the North. There you, know, you go. Uh, there, it was a, yeah, it was a big Cuban population. It's funny. I was last weekend. I was just down in Miami in Little Havana in Miami, and believe me, I think I was the only one speaking English uh, in that ten block area uh, over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. you were a teacher, and you had a horse. What kind of riding did you do? I, I did mostly pleasure riding. Um, I had a Palomino quarter horse that I, 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 I rode on it. Occasionally I would do a little local show, but, um, it was mostly pleasure riding. And did you have a Harley or were you on one of the speed bikes? No, I, I had anything that my feet could touch the ground on <laughs> because I'm, because I'm petite. So I, usually it was a, a Yamaha, um, or occasionally a Honda, but it was, I used to, um, do some dirt bike, uh, scrambles and then I had a, a little street bike. So I was I, I was always a little bold um, at the time, and I also I had a uh, a, um, a fast sports car, a Porsche. I I kind of like speed. I can tell. <laughs> I'm surprised you weren't an inventor. <laughs> you you should have been an inventor back then. <laughs> I was. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Well, all right. So so you got this life going on, and obviously you like doing things fast. What happened in mm-hmm. 1975? Well, I, I was helping some, uh, some fellas uh, take apart the engine of a Porsche, Porsche that I had. And um, it was in the uh, basement of a house that I rented. And I asked if I could help. And they said, well, you can clean the engine down with gasoline. And, and I did. I, so I got some gasoline and, and uh, was cleaning the engine parts. They were there. And... Um, all of a sudden, there was a flashback. The uh, the fumes from the gasoline ignited with the pilot light from the hot water heater, 
and I happened to be standing right next to the, it was a paint tray full of gasoline and it was a, I went, I went up in flames and, um, I, they, they rolled me in carpet, but, but by then I was burned over 65% of my body, uh, with second and third degree burns and, um, very much in shock. Um, from there, I, I mean, I was taken to the hospital, to a local hospital, um, uh, Hackensack, uh, Hackensack Medical Center. And um, I, spent, um, I spent seven months in the hospital. Wow. Um, and I, that was the, the, my first stint in the hospital. There were plenty more to follow. But um, during they, that time... They say there's no pain like burns either. Oh, that's so true. I... When I hear of anybody that is burned, I just think you, you, you've got to be um, a really exceptionally strong person to get through the physical pain and then the emotional pain. Um, the physical pain is just beyond description when your burns were that severe as mine were. Um, they told my parents uh, that I probably had a one in 10 chance of surviving with that amount of burns and deep burns. Um, my mother didn't even recognize me when she first came, you know, first came to the, uh, the hospital. Um, but, um, then I was told that my legs had been so badly burned that they didn't think that I would ever walk. So with that news, you know, um, besides, besides, um, having to go through all the debriding and and um, and, and skin grafts, um, they had some treatments that were just um, they they it, they were just excruciating. Um, sinking into a, a tub full of um, water, they called it a, um, a Hubbard tank with betadine. You can imagine if you have a, an open cut on your finger um, and you put iodine on it, how it stings. Well, imagine your whole body without, without skin, you know, your body is open to infection and, um, the danger of dying was because of the danger of dying of, of infection. Um, my uh, temperature had spiked and so they kept on submersing me, um, in cold ice water baths to lower my temperature. Um, so, you know, I, I went, I underwent some, um, some, some procedures that were just unbearable. Even the nurse is just patting me down. I mean, everything just hurts so badly and they're trying to help, but yet, you know, on the isolation ward where I was, um, in isolation because, you know, we don't want to be exposed to anybody because of infections. Um, the, the, the pain was just unbearable and, um, I just didn't know whether I wanted to live. Um, and my mother had confronted the doctor and said, um, my daughter has lost her will to live and I had no children to live for as many people do. Um, I had my horse, my motorcycle, um, my, of course my, my teaching career. Um, the doctor said to her, well, you have to give her a reason to live at that time. The only way that I could kill myself was not by eating. And so they, I, I went down to about 68 pounds Wow! and they, um, and I was, I mean, I'm, I'm five feet to 105 pounds now, but, um, and that's only on Tuesdays though. Um, and, <laughs> um, anyway, they, 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 uh, they put a, a tube 
in me and they started feeding me, force feeding me, you know. Um, and anyway, my mother and my father kind of searched for reasons to give me to live. And, and especially when they told me I couldn't walk, I, I mean, I was a, an athletic person. I, 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 I rode, I loved, um, you know, to bike. I liked to play tennis. Um, well, they came up with one idea that they thought would give me the will to live. And that was, they put a picture of my horse, Bailey, uh, Calamino on, on a hospital wall. And underneath it, they wrote, he will carry you. To me, that meant that if I didn't have any legs to carry my, myself, at least I would be able to ride. At least I'd be able to do something that I had done before. And staring at that picture gave me the will to fight. And my father promised as soon as I got out of the hospital, um, the day that I got, get up, got out of the hospital, that we'd go to the, uh, the barn and he'd put me on Bailey. And um, exactly what happened. The next seven months, I went through skin graft after skin graft. And then finally, when I did get out, I couldn't walk. Um, I couldn't walk. I, I had what was called contractures. Um, and that means that your skin tightens up so and the tendons contract contract so that um, I, I, I couldn't walk without a walker. Um, but I finally, I mean, I managed to survive the skin grafts. Um, and I, of course, I was on heavy doses of morphine and Demerol and Percodam, Percocet, you name it, um, sleeping pills. And um, the day that I got out, my dad put me on uh, on that horse. And it, it, it turned out that I secluded myself with the horse because when I did get out, I, I felt I looked like a freak. My hair had all fallen out because of the anesthesia. And that just, um, you know, that, uh, that, that, that just added more misery, you know, to me. My bottom lip was pulled down. Um, I mean, I looked at my, my scars were like lobster red. My hand was all bent out of shape. My foot was bent out of shape. And, and of course, the burns were bright red. So I felt very much like a freak, you know, and I found people staring at me, um, kids pointing at me, you know, would kind of whisper to their moms, what happened to her, mommy? And so I secluded myself with my horse, who, of course, never stared, never judged, never pointed. And... Um, I ended up, of course, being led around on the horse at first, and, and then, of course, being able to ride, you know, ride my, my myself. Um, and I, I spent a lot of time just bonding with the horse. And, and, and as I was spending more time with the horse, I started um, kind of just playing around with him, uh, making him smile and shake his head uh, no and nod yes. And I was really just having fun, you know. and um, in the meantime, I, I kept going back for surgeries to uh, Massachusetts General Hospital. I knew that I had to go through a reconstruction, and um, I decided on uh, after looking at you know many different doctors that Mass General. I found the the reconstructive plastic surgeon that I I really liked, John Constable, and they there they started reconstructing my hand, my face, um, and. Uh, and my leg. And, um, during that time, again, I, I, I kept on spending a lot of time with, uh, with my horse. Um, 
and it wasn't it wasn't until um, a couple of years later that I ended up getting another horse, um, and he would be the first horse that um, would be really a trick horse. I, I ended up he, he was a half Arab, half saddlebred uh, with blue eyes called Dial, and um, I, I, I there was nobody around that would tell me how to how to teach tricks. At that time, you know, there was no internet. There weren't the DVDs and, uh, that there are today or the books that there are today on trick training. So for me, it was learning by trial and error. I finally found one man who in Connecticut, who um, uh, Larry Gagnon, who told me I could watch me. He, I met him at some Wild West shows, and um, he told me that I could watch and if I was quiet as a mouse. Um, and I thought, hmm, yeah, mighty mouse. Um, and so I watched and I, I, he was a very, very big John Wayne type of man. And I thought to myself, well, how am I, how is little old me going to do this? But I, you know, would go back with the horse and figure things out. And again, a lot was trial and error. And, um, finally, after a while, I ended up teaching the horse how to bow and, um, how to lay down and how to march and, um, and, and, I had friends um, at the time who kept saying to me, you know, you really need to go out and show this horse. And I thought, who, me? You know, I mean, I I, I, I wanted to hide from the limelight, you know, not not be in it. I, I, I was very self-conscious of my scars still. And finally, friends convinced me, well, nobody's really going to be looking at you. They're really looking at your talented horse. Well, um, to make a long story short, that horse from the first time I took him out and, and did a show with him. I mean, I put on some, you know, uh, clothes, Western clothes with some fringe and looked like a cowgirl and, you know, makeup. And they were right. Nobody was really looking at me. I was the prop making the horse, you know, do things. And, um, and, and sure enough, it, it, it ended up blossoming into not just a bond between the horse and, and me, but it ended up uh, it becoming a full-time specialty for me. And I ended up then showing uh, the horse at fairs all over New England, um, county fairs, uh, country fairs. I did t- uh, commercials with him. I had gotten an agent who booked me uh, for different TV commercials and, and, um, and gigs. And um, it, it, it then I... Uh, when I moved down to Florida, I, um, I decided, you know, um, I, I, I would hope that nobody, uh, nobody would have to go the hard route that I went and that is learn by themselves, you know, and make the mistakes that I met, made. So being a teacher, I thought, well, let me write a book and, and see how that goes and see if there's any interest in the book, um, on trick training. And I did, um, and, uh, Horse Hollow Press picked it up and published it. And, uh, from there on, then there, I went on to make some DVDs and, um, then traveled doing, uh, clinics and showing people how to, um, how to trick train horses. You know, by then I'd had many, many different breeds of horses, um, under my belt. And, uh, I found that, you know, I was not only helping horses, but I was helping people who love them and build a bond with their horse. Because to me, that's what, that's what, you know, trick training is about, you know, you really, um, do build a very close bond, 
um, at connection with, with the horse. Now, Carol, you're still traveling and doing clinics, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I just booked one in Wisconsin in the next couple of months. Yeah, I do. I do. I still travel and I still, you know, you know enjoy working with all the different horses um, and, all, you know, meeting some interesting people, people who generally love their horses and are looking for something else to do with it, you know, and, and so, um, yeah, I, 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 I just, I find that, you know, every horse is unique and, and I just, I love teaching them and watching them shine really because they're, it, it's like their intelligence just sparkles. It just comes right out. Uh, tell us a little bit and about not us. only that. Yeah. I wanted to hear about <laughs> the women's prison uh, program that you're involved with. Well, um, last year I thought to myself that I would really like to, um, help out some, um, help. And, and I had some time that I felt I really wanted to make worthwhile. And, um, a jockey friend of mine, um, here in Ocala, uh, Jan Cross said, well, why don't you look into working at, um, at the, uh, Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation and the inmates who work with the horses could use some horse handling skills. So I, I went over there and they welcomed me with open arms and, and I went through quite a few horses. These are retired race horses that have been either retired after racing or they've had an injury and they're um, rehabbed and, and they're then adopted out. And after working with several horses, I found that um, I, uh, the inmates just uh, welcomed me. And, and of course, you know, I've, told them my story and how, you know, horses have really brought me back from the brink. And many of them um, had not worked with horses, so they needed to learn basic horse handling skills. Um, and, but some of them did work with horses before. Uh, one gal in particular um, who manages the, uh, the, the barn there. And uh, actually, she's going to be taking uh, one of the horses that we're working with, um, a four-year-old gelding to um, a thoroughbred makeover in Kentucky this October. Um, and by now uh, he's learned, um, he's, he's got a repertoire of, oh, about 20 tricks. Um, so he's going to be doing that as a, a as a freestyle. But, um, you know, this will be a second career for him now that he's rehabbed from an injury. And for her, it's a new start as well. She's going to be adopting the horse when she... Um, gets out of, uh, of the prison. And, you know, she says that it's really just given her a new lease, um, on life because she really looks forward to working with the horse and the horse looks forward to the time spent, you know, working with him too. So it's a win-win situation all around. And the girls are just, um, really very, very appreciative. Um, when they see what the horse can do, you know, with, um, some, some time, you know, um, and patience, um, they're, they're just amazed and it, and it gives them something to do with the horses too. Now, why don't you tell us about your other new hobby that you've taken up in the past year or so? Which hobby is that that you're referring to, Denise? <laughs> is it kayak? You're talking about kayaking? Uh, no, no, hobby? I'm talking about some, some impressive spins that I saw on your horse the other day. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's the rainy horse. Well, I, I, you know, I always like a new challenge. Um, and I had had a paint raining horse back in the, uh, in the 80s. 
um, a horse that it was a, a, a reigning a reigning horse that I showed on the paint circuit, and um, I thought to myself, um, I had I had connected with a friend who was a reiner, and and um, I thought to myself, you know, uh, while I while I'm still able, uh, physically able and, and and mentally able, I'd like I'd like to to show it raining. So, uh, but I thought, well, what I'd like to do is something kind of unique, and that is. Uh, take a, a reining horse and and then um, do some freestyle reining, which means that I would trick train it and do some high school training on it, and then um, uh, and as well in, incorporate all the reining moves. So I bought a horse six months ago um, out in Utah and, and uh, a Palomino. Again, kind of go back to my first Palomino, the one that healed me, you know, and. and uh, I've been taking taking him out, working with him, and um, that's just been he's been a joy to work with. I, I you know every time I I I I, I, I work with him, I, I I just get more overjoyed. You know, it just uh, for me horses give me a reason to get out of bed and and have a passion and a goal in mind to work with, and and so it still continues for me. It has it never stopped, and I hope it never does stop, no matter how old I get. Well, yeah. I, we hope it doesn't either, because you you have an amazing spirit. You remind me a little bit, uh, we just did an interview, and, and her daughter does a show with us, Pat Roberts, Monty Roberts' wife, who's an active mm-hmm. rainer, still at her, in her mid to late 70s, and out there you know, at competitions and doing her thing and, and, you know, trying new stuff. And it's just amazing what you've accomplished. What we're, I have to let you go after this, but what, at what point did you stop being as self-conscious after all that happened? Was there a turning point? Was there one thing that you can identify or was it just time? When I stopped being self-conscious about yes, my Because you talked about um, being self-conscious. Yep. I, I I think I think it was um, that first time that first time out um, that I said when I when I went out with Dial and I um, I I first showed him and nobody but nobody ever remarked about my scars or they all the only thing they asked me was questions about the horse um, I, I I think that I realized at that moment that. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't about me. It was about what I could make the horse do. And if I could make the horse shine, you know, and, and, and just be brilliant, then, um, people really weren't looking at me, you know, they weren't looking at my scars. So they were looking at that, that talented horse. Um, you know, so, and it, it, that went on for years. I mean, people didn't know what I went through, you know, they just, saw the, the, the horses doing remarkable things. So, um, but that's, uh, I think that that was the turning point for me. My first time I just got me over that hump. And I think that's what makes horse people remarkable too. You know, we, we talk about mm-hmm. our horses a lot, but uh, you know, being in the business that I'm in, I've talked to over 6,200 guests now and I find horse people, uh, remarkable because, because of what you just said. You know, that's just part yeah. of what makes them remarkable. But we tend to, because you know what? We've all got scars of some mm-hmm. sort. And I think that, that the horses are what helps us overcome those scars that we all have. Uh, yours oh, were, absolutely. Yeah, yours were mm-hmm. visible. Others are emotional. The, the, the prisoners are, are what they are. You know, it's, it, it's, 
we all have those scars and, and yours were just more visible than others. Um, mm-hmm. Well, thank yeah. you so much for inspiring us that way. I'm just like, I've had listening to Carol talk, I've had chills and I've, I've felt inspired and, and I'm, I'm really, uh, now she's signing up for a raining like clinic, this. Carol, she's going to be out there raining <laughs> that tourist. <laughs> I well, like my little gated guy will yeah. do that. <laughs> do spins and stops. <laughs> well, you have you have a wonderful horse, Denise. I've ridden with you, so I know. <laughs> so, so you're yeah, very you're very wonderful. Well, let's. Yes. Let, where yeah, can yeah. people buy your book? You have a book called "Healed by Horses: A Memoir." Where can people buy that? Uh, they can buy it through Amazon. Uh, it, it's it, it's a soft cover and Kindle, or uh, sometimes you can get a hard cover which has the photos. Uh, in it. Um, so that's that's where they can buy it. All right. We'll put a link to that in our show notes as well at stablescoop.com. And we'll also put a link on our Facebook page. Carol Fletcher, Great. thank you so much for joining us and being such an inspiration to everybody in the horse world. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed thank your you, interview. Carol. Thanks. Good luck. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, I wanted to give everybody, before we do our tack and habit review, I wanted to give everybody a cruise update. We now have uh, almost 25 cabins booked, just about 50 people for the Horse Lovers Cruise in February of next year. And we look forward, if, you, if you're thinking about going along, get your deposit in because that'll hold the rates. We only had a certain, matter of fact, we're in our second block of rooms already. So you want to get the rates held. It's only $200 to hold the whole cabin for two people. And then you, you have to pay the rest by November the 20th. So you have until November the 20th to pay the balance. Uh, But I think, you know, we're very excited about the number of people signed up. I know a bunch of people are going to sign up this week. Uh, I got a commitment from Emily, who does the jumping show on Horses in the Morning, that she's going to sign up. I met her down in Wellington over the weekend, and she's a trip to have along. She'll be a lot of fun. So if you're thinking about going, head over to horseloverscruise.com and sign up today. Give our travel agent, Michelle, a call. She's been doing a tremendous job with MEI Travel. And get your deposit in, and she'll she'll give you answer any questions you have. We also have a Facebook page set up. Just search for Horse Lovers Cruise. Ask to enter the private Facebook page, and we're putting all kinds of information in there, articles, different things about the ship, and all the people that have questions or posting them in there. So if you're thinking about coming along, definitely join that Facebook page as well. Um, you know, our original goal was to have 50 people along. Now our goal is to have 100. So hopefully we can get 100 horse people on a ship. I think that'll be a lot of fun. You you were thinking about coming too, right? You have to come. You're leading a pub I am crawl. Coming. <laughs> That's right. I, no, I, I am definitely coming. I've been a little slack about making my reservation, but I am definitely coming. Yeah, you have to I, get I that in be, so we don't. I might be your, a little behind, but your I rate promise. doesn't bump on you. <laughs> Just get the deposit in anyway. <laughs> um, I'm a procrastinator about making reservations. I know I, I do that all the time. Well, the nice part about and I get this question all the time is up until November 20th, then you can cancel also get your deposit back. So if, if I know, if and it's some, only a couple hundred bucks. It's two hundred bucks to reserve the cabin. So definitely uh, do that, and that holds the rate. Now, I also I got this question: if if a cheaper rate comes along, if Royal Caribbean puts out a cheaper rate, in the meantime, she applies the cheaper rate to anybody that's reserved. So if the rate goes down, we automatically get that. That's part of what the travel agent does. All right, next up, uh, we are going to do our product review by horselovers.com.
And we welcome to the show Jessica Troop to give the HorseLovers.com product review. And today we're reviewing the Troxel Spirit Training Helmet. Hey, Jessica. Hey, how's it going? Good. Good to talk to you again. Jessica's been on before, and uh, I, you did a review before. What you review the last time? Um, I reviewed a pair of boots. I think it was sometime last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, those yeah. Those are awesome. You yeah. still like them? Oh, good. good. Oh, yeah, I still ride in those. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, you got the fancy boots. That's right. You yeah, got not, the you, ovations. Yes, yeah. that's right. I forgot about that. All right. She's the scorer of all the good stuff, yeah. isn't she? I don't know. She must have answered a good <laughs> trivia question this year, too, because that's how we were doing it. But Jessica is an auditor. I think I, yeah. And she, we met her before because uh, actually Denise and I both met you at the at the movie premiere down in Orlando when we were down there. It was nice. It was fun. Yeah, it was a well, great movie. On the messengers. Now Jessica's yes. cute as a button, so I imagine that this Troxel helmet makes you even look cuter. <laughs> it sure does. I I really like it. Um, it's really really lightweight, which I mean I just moved. To Florida, so obviously, you know anything that can reduce, you know, making your head feel very hot is awesome. So super lightweight, very breathable. Um, and my favorite feature about it is it has that little dial in the back, um, so you can adjust it to your hair perfect or your head perfectly. Because sometimes you might want to stuff your hair up in the helmet, and other times maybe you're lazy and just do a ponytail. But it changes the way your helmet fits. So uh, that was that was awesome. I've actually never had a helmet with that before. So um, I I Isn't was that a nice feature. I now I what color did you get? All of them do it. I got like the shiny black. And what's what's interesting about that one is it is first of all really pretty, but it doesn't really scratch. Like I was expecting, like oh it's shiny, maybe it was scratched, but. I ride a tall horse, and so when we go on the trails, I'm the one that gets hit in the head with the branches. Yes, <laughs> and it is held up very well. It's held up very well to that. So I was really impressed with that too. So you don't like end up with all you know scratches and stuff. So that was really really great. Um, but yeah, super comfortable, and I just really love that you can you can adjust it, customize it to how you wear your hair that day if you have that problem, like I do. And it looks like it has a lot of vents, so that gives you a lot of breathability. Yes, and I finally hopped on my horse for the first time um, down here. And, I mean, it's it's already, like, hitting what would be peak summer in Virginia and we're, what, in, like, May in Orlando. So um, being having that on and, and not feeling hot at all was really really great because I, I have like a different helmet that I ride in sometimes and that one I was like I immediately sweating in <laughs> so it was this a good comparison looks, looks, there does it also have it looks like it has a visor that comes out a bit further than some it does which again yeah I and I noticed that too is it the visor's a little bigger and so the arena that I ride in has like no shade so that also helps keep the sun out of your eyes and especially as the sun starts to set and it, you know, really, you know, gets a little intense. So yeah, that's, that's a really great feature. Looks like a perfect helmet. Now is the, is the visor kind of soft also? Um, or it's is it the a hard same material. It's a hard one. It's the same material as like the, the top of the helmet. So okay. that's, I mean, I, yeah, I like that cause it just makes it feel like rigid and, um, 
very stable. Well, it certainly is a good looking helmet. Oh yeah. I, I, my husband was standing there and I like plopped, I mean, it's a size small, so it was not going to fit my husband. But I popped it on top of his head for a second. I was like, oh, this would look really good in you. We need to get you one of these. <laughs> He's saying, wait a minute, that means I have to ride a horse. No, thank you. Oh. Yes, he was like, um, no, because I'm not getting on your horse. Yeah, I met your husband, so I oh. know how he feels about that topic. <laughs> well, all what right. are we going to do about that? <laughs> this is the Troxel Spirit <laughs> training helmet. It's $41, people. I mean, at, at horselovers.com. And as we're recording this today, it's $41.34. You can't beat the price. You know, it used to be one of the excuses people had for not wearing helmets was the price. They can't. It's not an excuse anymore. This is the price of dinner. So you you can pick this helmet up. There's a size chart there. And if I, re- if I recall, Troxels are pretty close to accurate on the size. Um, so you just measure your head. They also have a Troxel fitting guide that you can see right on the webpage that tells you exactly how to measure and how to fit it. And uh, you can do all that right at horselovers.com. Thank you, Jessica. Enjoy your helmet. Oh, I will. Thank you. Well, thank you to Jessica for doing that. That was a lot of fun to hear about that. And, of course, uh, Helena will be back here next week. Uh, But, you know, before we let you go, Denise, Denise happens to be one of the most adventurous people I have ever met You with your horses. You will try anything. I mean, one day you're cutting cows, and the next day you're out trail riding, and the next day you're doing a Western dressage clinic, and the next day you're at a clinic for for a trick training. You just are—were you always that way, or did you just decide, wake up one day and say, I'm going to try everything? Well, that all happened since I moved to Ocala, especially. We didn't have—it's like being a kid in a candy store since I moved here, and— I'm not good at any of this stuff, but it sure is fun to try it all. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, <laughs> is a lot of people are afraid to try it. I know. I meet people all the time that are very limited to their specific discipline, and maybe they're a lot better at their specific discipline than I am. That's that, There's no doubt about that, but it really is just a lot of fun. You never know if you're going to find something new that is going to be your new passion, and I got so fortunate since I moved here to have landed my wonderful Rocky Mountain horse who is game to also try anything. So that made a big difference. That horse is just like me. Neither one of us is any good at anything, but we'll try. <laughs> so, Well, uh, you know, I, I, I admire you for that. And I think that, uh, you know, Jennifer and I aren't that brave. Jennifer will try new things, but not like you do. I mean, you, you, are, uh, you are trying everything. So I, could, I, it, I admire that. That horse has tried, he's gated, of course, and I've, I've dragged him to working equitation. He's been, I mean, just just everything but jumping. Now, I'm not, I haven't tried jumping. That's just not in my wheelhouse. But cows, I mean, but you've done everything there is to do with a cow, it seems like. <laughs> it's like. It's the funniest thing because, like, I can't pick up the speed. I've noticed when I was team sorting last week that I don't pick up the speed that the normal, the normal cow people do. You know, you just don't have that feeling of bounding across the arena. I kind of glide, and it and it's a weird feeling, and I don't know that the cows even get it. So <laughs> that's funny. You should do it. You should try it with scooter. Yeah, there that would work well with the cart. We're, we wouldn't be fast either. <laughs> so <laughs> be... you know, I saw a hackney at the driving show last week at the horse park. Somebody was competing with one, 
And I thought about you and Scooter. Yeah, there was, uh, we were up uh, at the Florida Horse Park a couple of weeks ago, just trail riding and, you know, driving the cart and Jennifer was riding and, and there was a driving show going on and there was a bunch of hackneys, really cute hackneys. You know, I've determined that there's no ugly hackney ponies. They're all very cute. Oh, no, they're. They're very shapely. They don't look like ponies. They're, they look like they, little they, kind I, of shrunken horses. I cannot tell you how many times almost everybody that those horses that sees Scooter says it looks like a small horse, not a, not a pony. Uh, because right. they don't look ponyish, they kind of have that horse physique and not the little frumpy pony physique, you know. So you're right; I get that all the time with, and and it's true of almost everyone I've seen. Uh, but they're all naughty. That that seemed to be universal. <laughs> so. Well, this little dude that was there last weekend was just doing a great job. He was out there whipping around the cones, and he just seemed to have his job down. Cool. Very so I, I think you could do this. It was stride. They're just little small shows. You could do this. Yeah, no, I don't want the pressure. Now, one thing no. I would do if it ever got down this way is um, w- one thing I would do is I would definitely try, and he's not in shape for it. We both have to get in shape for this. But uh, I would definitely try, they're doing uh, uh, endurance driving now. So you'll go out for 10, 20, 30. 25 miles and the largest or the longest endurance drives are all the way up to 100 miles so but you no know there's kidding, very few really? yeah there's very few places that have the the trails to do carriages you know that are wide enough for carriages to do that distance but yeah in the midwest uh, that's becoming a thing and and it certainly could become a thing down here at the one national forest we have uh because of carriage trails all through it but yeah so i don't right. know that's something i would definitely try I think that would be fun. Scooter would hate it. I because, think your little yeah, he'd he it. could do it. He, he could, could do, do it, it, except he got he get about a mile in and he'd go, "I'm done. This is too too much." Work. Does he really wear out? Oh yes, and he's the only horse in the world that you take him around the block, and you know how every other horse is real slow on the way out, and then on the way back they speed up because they know they're going home. He's the exact opposite. He's all fiery for the first half, and on the way home, I have to push him to get him to go home. Really. <laughs> He's like he, crying, he's tired. tired. Maybe he's having so much fun he doesn't want to go home. No, I think he's just faking like he's tired <laughs> and would prefer me get out and pull him. I think that's what he's hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. For details about today's show, go to stablescoop.com. Also, get the app, iOS or Android, 13 shows on there now. Uh, you have plenty to keep you entertained all week long, no matter what you're interested in the horse world. And many thanks to this week's sponsors, horselovers.com and Uncle Jimmy's. Thank you, Denise. Oh, thank you, Glenn. It was a lot of fun. And then you say the part... Well, at least there are, uh, well, at least there will be more next week. Until then, happy scooping. That's your part. Okay. Should I say, are we done, Glenn? <laughs> uh, yes. Go ahead. I'll, 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 we always screw up the end, so this okay. is fine. Yeah, you can leave this in, okay. Ralph. Are we done, Glenn? That's it, Helena. That's what it says on the thing. <laughs> well, at least there'll be more next week. Until then, happy scooping. <laughs>